Welcome to Film and Spirits Podcast with Fred and Sean. Today we discuss the latest trailers out of the DC fandom, uh, some of the movies out in theaters, and our short review of No Time to Die. Stay tuned. How's it going, Fred? Hey, how are you, Sean? Let me tell you, this whole adult thing, I don't know if we have it figured out properly yet. <laughs> I don't think so either. I don't think so. <laughs> But it's good to see you, man. It's been, uh, it's been a while. I know we've been busy. And it's funny because there's so much to discuss for us. It's like Christmas season in the oh theaters. God, yeah. <laughs> we've been without anything for so long. And now it feels a little overwhelming. Like you, in fact, are off to see Dune in like an hour and a half, two hours. Your showtime is in less an than two hour hours. An hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, yeah. basically. So we're so. going to co- keep this short, this one short. Yeah, and we're going to aim for um, around an hour, 45 minutes to an hour is our window on this one today. Understandable. Yeah, but I still mean, really good and Dune is a, a priority to have. <laughs> I'm seeing it tomorrow. So we'll, hopefully we can sit down and talk about this soon. Uh, we do have a review up on the Screen Hub website, also a reading order. And we also have an article about the David Lynch Dune, so you should definitely go check that out. But I'm very excited about Dune. Yeah, no, same wise, same wise. I can't wait to see the amazing cinematography, the acting, uh, just like get to know sound. the, the I, universe, the, the sound. But on a narrative perspective, just the, the awesome universe of Dune, because I don't know it that well, to be honest. So I am waiting to, to become like a new Dune fan. Oh, yeah, so I, think I think this movie I think will be uh, initiated. I think so. I think uh, so. So before so, we get started today, yeah. we just wanted to send our respects and sympathies over to Hanya Hutchins. Uh, she yeah. was tragically killed yesterday while on set of the movie Rust. Um, so we just wanted to send our condolences to her family and to her friends as well. Yeah, no, uh, our sympathies go to Helena Hutchins' family and friends. And even Joel Souza, I think he's like still in the hospital and not like his life is not in danger, the director of the film. Uh, basically, what happened is that actor Alec Baldwin like uh, fired like a prop gun that was like mishandled at first or that was still a live round. Well, yeah, it had a live round inside of it. Uh, yeah. I was reading up on the police story and essentially the prop department and the union associated with that department Uh, made the decision that there was one scene that was going to have a live round, which sometimes happens on film sets, but there's going to be no one in the, like, the line of fire, essentially. And so yeah. there was an internal memo that went out to the union, but it seems like, and the, again, this is at this time, and this is as much information that I have, but it seems like that information did not make its way to the director and the crew who were physically on set beyond the props department. So when Baldwin picked up the prop, he was unaware that there was a live round inside of it. I don't know what happened beyond that. Was it just mishandling? Like, why was it in the direction of the DOP and the director? Was it just sort of like la-di-da, assuming it was empty? Just like, ha-ha-ha-ha. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But the result is horrifically tragic. Catastrophic. And... Yeah, it's eerily reminiscent of The Crow with Brandon Lee. Uh, the same thing happened. Yeah, if I'm not 100%. mistaken, there was a live round, and Brandon Lee was killed on set of The Crow. Yeah, 
No, it's terrible. I mean, it's 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 it things that shouldn't happen again, like on film sets in 2021. And again, it's just like you said, maybe it's just a dumb communications uh, fault. Is that the message didn't reach or email wasn't sent in time? And I mean, it's just it's just like it's 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 it's, it's human it's, error it's, at it's, the it's highest a, it's a order. Human error. The, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. human error at the the highest possible level. So it's it's it really yeah. sucks. So for I guess for this episode, considering the subject of our podcast being about film and whiskeys, uh, we'll. Salute our drinks to uh, Miss Hutchins today. Yes, we will. So yes, we will. Uh, yes, so, Fred, what are you says. drinking today? Well, uh, I mean, pretty similar to my uh, usual passions. You're totally I mean, drinking not, bourbon, like, aren't you? I am drinking bourbon uh, <laughs> because I had people over, I think, uh, a week back, and the guy really loves bourbon now as well, so I, I really want to have some good stuff for him um, to pour a, a few drinks. So I'm drinking Whitford, Whitford Reserve, uh, so it's a Kentucky Strike bourbon. It's really, really good, I think, for old fashions. That you really have it like in bars and in hotel bars. There's always a bottle like around lying somewhere, um, and it's classic, really just good bourbon but like with um i think like a spiciness to it that is really a bit more intense than in normal bourbons like jim beam or the bullet i think uh or bullet bourbon um so it has like that sophist sophisticated taste i find um it's a really good one uh, honestly i mean like i'm tasting it right now and it's yeah it's a classic good bourbon but uh if you want to mix it with something uh you have like a few like aromas and flavors that really like do it justice uh, in an old fashioned so i recommend it what are you yes. having in front of you on your side i have actually one of my favorite bottles i've tried in the last couple of years this is jameson select reserve so you know when you usually you know have it yeah. you know you usually have jameson it's it's good for like a flask, right? It's good for a quick shot, but regular Jameson, it burns going down. It's, yeah, it's, it's cheaper whiskey. So I think Jameson has a bit of a stigma when people hear the name Jameson. And I got this bottle as a gift from my sister a couple of years ago. And I was like, okay, Jameson. So I tried it out. This stuff's good. <laughs> It is. It is. Really no, it's good. been a while since I had it, but it's uh, no. The 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 Jameson Select is is really good. I never had it in a flask, to be honest, Jameson. I think it's always like through shots or just like a regular glass. But yeah, without Jameson's ice. like my go-to flask beer. Like St. Patrick's Day Parade, it's like a flask inside my jacket. It's usually no. It's good. It's a good choice. Yeah. It won't surprise you too much. It's, it's no, it's, but it's the a good but it's the good Select pick. Reserve. It's a very smooth finish, considering how mm. burning a normal Jameson in is. This particular one, it goes down so smooth. There's no burn. It has a nice, it's very light. But at the very end of it, you have that spice that kicks in right at the very end, but it's never overwhelming. It's just like a little linger right at the end. You can just feel it going down while also being very smooth. So mm. it's, it feels just a little well-crafted. I would say. Well, it's a nice pick. It's a nice pick, man. So cheers mm -hmm. to you. And I think that, I don't know for you, but fall, the fall season, I think, is really a nice season for whiskey. I think that you have that, because having like just a, a, a regular whiskey or bourbon or scotch or whatever, like in the summertime, sometimes when it's really hot, it might be a little harsh mm -hmm. on, on you. But with the colder temperatures, I think it's 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 good. It's a nice burn uh, have you ever when had it's cold outside. a hot toddy? Hot toddy? No, yeah. I did not. What is it? Okay, so this is something... It might be a very British thing. And it's great for 
those cold days that you're talking about or when you're not feeling well because my family is half uh, Irish, Scottish, well, not even half, it's Irish, Scottish, and Carib. So my grandparents mm. come from Trinidad and St. Vincent. And they're going to tell you when your throat is sore, don't take medicine, either have a whiskey or some rum. So that's that's the advice. So a hot toddy. <laughs> that's how they did it in the old days. That's how they did it in the old days. So that's how, that's my upbringing. Um, but so that's a hot good. toddy is you're going to boil some hot water and you're going to take mm-hmm. a shot or two of scotch whiskey or rum. And you're going to mix the hot water and the whiskey together, almost like a tea. Then you're going to add some cinnamon and some lemon water and maybe a little bit of sugar or honey. You're going to mix that all together. It's this... Like if you're not feeling well, you will be better after this. Like if your throat is sore, that will kill all the germs. It's so natural. It's, it's, it's comforting. That's what it is. It's this nice, like alcoholic tea in a way. Yeah, yeah, but it's perfect. All yeah. right. Uh, well, I'll know the recipe. Give it. Send me the recipe afterwards. Uh, yeah. I'm feeling well, but we never know. I think exactly. Uh, have it on hand. Winter uh, season, sniffle season. Well, so. When we do a recording over the winter time, I'll be sure to have that one day. Hundred <laughs> percent. We have a deal, man. We have a deal. All right. A lot in on the agenda today. Um, but first things first. I think we're gonna have like a whole show or maybe a half a show dedicated to it with Alex who's going to come back we'll discuss no time today because both of us we've seen it Alex seen it um so I think we can just start by giving a really brief appreciation of the movie so I want to like give you like a like start first because I think we both wrote on it on screen hub yeah so what did you think of no time today man I really liked it um I did my ranking of it it is my third favorite of the Craig movies it's, it might be better visually than Skyfall. I haven't made that decision yet, but it is certainly a feast for the eyes. It is a visually stunning movie. It's also the best Daniel Craig has been, in my opinion, over yep. his five movies. Like In terms of the characterization, the acting, like the blood, sweat, and tears put into the role, I think Daniel Craig gave 110% on this particular outing. Uh, the mm-hmm. cinematography was great. The Hans Zimmer's music was great. I wasn't too crazy about Rami Malek. Not that his performance was bad, but the character really didn't do anything for me, as well as despite how forward and modern the movie felt overall, his angle of the movie felt very Connery. Not that that's per se a bad thing, but it did seem to clash a little bit with the tone. So I was left a little wanting in that department. That's why it felt a third for me. But overall... It stuck the landing, in my opinion. Um, I'm very excited to see where things go. Um, There's a good conclusion for the Craig era, I would say. Same here. I mean, for most of it, I think you nailed the, the head uh, on the head. I think it's uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a really great film. I perhaps it, the best it is num- chase. One of the best, yeah. definitely one of definitely the best. One I think the, the the Matera DB5 car chase is really awesome. 
Um, Norway, less so, but close. Um, but yeah, I would still, like you, I would rank it number three out of the, um, the Daniel Craig movies after Skyfall and Casino Royale, because I'm, I'm, I'm mixing them up because I prefer Skyfall to Casino Royale. Yeah, whereas I'm I prefer Casino like to Skyfall. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but cinematography-wise, I know what you mean, but I still think that Roger Deakins did like a tiny better job. Yeah, I'll need to watch both of them like back one. to back and... Have this but the locales are, the locales of No Time to Die are really good. I yeah. mean, uh, everything's looking really great. The image is sharp. Uh, the action is good as well. Really wide. Yeah. Um, I think the movie. I gave it an 8 on 10. I think I still it's still the same. Um, I still have the same issues with you with Remy Malek's villain. It's not that he's bad. Is is a bad like it's not a bad performance. It's just that he's not giving that much to do, not much screen time, mm-hmm. and we don't understand his ambition or his goal that much. It's like it's really it's 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 not it's like, clear. It's implied, but there's not enough to. It's to implied, be, but not yeah, yeah exactly. We, we don't, but we don't we don't have enough to go with him. Whereas Silva yeah. from Skyfall. His character is also clear. introduced yeah. halfway through the movie. He, he's not in yeah. a beginning introduction. You're waiting half the movie. Where, where's the villain? Where's the villain? And by, from the first scene of Silva, mm-hmm. you understand Silva. You 100%. completely know what his game is and why he's doing it. With yeah. um, Rami Malek's character, I was going, ah, a little bit of the time. He's a little theatrical, but it, it still kind of works. But it, yeah, I, I do understand that there's, there's a, portion of realism there that it's like eh, it's yeah. a little far-fetched but it's still it's still good it's still not it's not horrible by all means it's and just I'll not as this, spectacular as we've seen before i'll keep this very vague in terms of the spoilers because i don't want to talk about anything but you know the very yeah, very beginning with the uh, the credit roll right when it says like eon productions and uh mm-hmm. like right at the very beginning there is yeah. a certain visual cue that comes up i thought that was going to be a cue for the movie if you know what I'm talking about. I think I do, but again, this is just, I, if, if I do tell, I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I'll like mime it in the camera. So like, if I go like this, like with the, uh, the, yeah. the shape here, yeah, 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 I yeah. thought that was going to be an indicator okay. as to where things were going. And even at one point yeah. in the movie, they, they say something and I'm like, oh, maybe. And then it didn't happen. I was kind of hoping that it would happen. Oh, uh, yeah. I, yeah, it's not... I don't know if it's a... Po- I know what you mean. Sorry, I thought you were talking about something else, but I do understand what you mean. But I don't know if it's... A, if, if we talk about it, is it a spoiler that much or not really? We'll save it for the spoiler talk when... Uh, yeah, we we'll save it for, for the spoiler talk. But yeah, I, but you know what? I'll just finish like on that note saying that I do agree with everything you said on Time Today. It's a good film. Go see it. Great James Bond film. Amongst pretty much the top 10. But on, on the theory that you have, I'm sure they were going to do it. I'm but they sure just they decided, had it in mind. I think yeah. at the, they had it in mind, but I think at the last minute they said, okay, we won't do it. Yeah. But because everything else was really pointing that way. I mean, the location, the, the visual shot sometimes where the character is, um, the references, and even, I mean, like, I don't know, like what the character looks like. You're mm-hmm. just like, no, no, it, it all sounds like it all rhymes but yeah i think at the last minute they say no we won't do it yeah. but yeah and the whole time i was kind of waiting for it and it didn't happen i was like oh okay like i just sort of accepted okay. it but i was like i, th- I can't help everybody shakes the feeling like what the hell are we talking about but it's okay we're gonna save it for yeah we're gonna save it and the people Alex. who have seen the movie are totally like i know what they're talking about 
Exactly. Yeah, people yeah. who are familiar with the James Bond's lexicon and history. Speaking of it, you saw the, the Wait, book I sent you today, eh? Uh, the book you sent me the, today? The, the image, oh, yeah, yeah. The, well, the picture, the archives. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah, it looks amazing. The, I'm jealous of that. Yeah. Uh, I want that book. It's not mine. It's, it was just a, an order that I, I placed at work, but it's like $275 Canadian for that book. <sighs> yeah, yeah. it must be a it's massive a book. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah, basically, it's the whole behind-the-scene, like, Bible of James yeah, Bond. So you have, like, behind-the-scenes, like, anecdotes, pictures, uh, uh, production, the, uh, credits, and whatnot. Lines. But, yeah, yeah but so it's, I don't know, it's fancy, fancy. so good. Uh, I'm ready so, for So, yeah, but final note, great movie, 8 on 10 for me. Uh, a really good conclusion to Daniel Craig's era. Go see it, and uh, we'll discuss uh, in more details next time. Yeah. But on another subject, because both of us, uh, you saw the film. I do want to see it. Uh, I do want to see it. But yeah, the last duel, man, yeah, yeah. is not performing well at the no, box office. No, it is not. I've been trying to write a, an article on that this week, but I've just been so incredibly busy. But is it so much of a surprise, to be honest? Though, if we have to speak frankly, I mean, now that I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm disappointed for Ridley Scott. I really like the guy, as everyone knows, but. Are we that surprised that it's not gonna that it's not performing I th- well? I think we're surprised that it's not doing as well as like. I think we knew it was not gonna make its budget back, but I don't think we were expecting less than five million dollars on the opening weekend against a production budget of a hundred million. Mm. That is rough. No, it's rough, but... I mean, this is Ridley Scott. You know what? This movie was poorly marketed. Like, I've been to the... That's also a thing. Yeah, Yeah. I have been to the movie theaters quite a few times now over the past few months, and I've never seen this movie played... the, The trailer played theatrically. The trailer also doesn't do the whole from director Ridley Scott thing. So there was no writing the marketing on Ridley Scott's name unlike the House of Gucci trailer. Like, no one's going, like, from the director of Gladiator, Ridley Scott. There was nothing to get the, the, the average moviegoer excited for this movie beyond the cast and the visuals. Uh, and then it, that's assuming you were lucky enough to see the trailer. I mentioned, like, oh, yeah, I went to go see The Last Duel. And a lot of comments would be, like, what's, what's that? Or, oh, it's out? It's true. Yeah. No, it's true. Zero marketing or almost none. Um, because, is- and, and the thing, they, they usually do that with a movie that's usually like more of a stinker and like the, the studio knows it. But I think that this movie is supposed to be really, really good. I, I mean, I really you've seen it, it. You can tell me, but yeah, it, really it's supposed it. to be really well written, really, really good. Like a medieval take on the Me Too movement. Yeah, I, I would um, definitely buy it on Blu-ray. Uh, I would probably give it an 8 on 10 if I were to give the value towards it. I think it was probably a little too long. One of the story components of the movie is the truth according to character. So you'll have the the first chapter, which is one character, the second chapter is one character, and the third chapter is another character. And yeah. you get this, it's, each chapter is linear. So you'll start at the beginning and move your way through events. And then in the second chapter, you'll see the same story again, but from a different point of view, to the point where Ridley Scott's actually refilmed some scenes to mm-hmm. show how a character may be biased towards a certain thing. So something as simple as like a handshake might appear really enthusiastic and positive in one scene because one person's portraying it one way. 
But then when you see it again later on, the other character might have seen that a little differently. So maybe it's going to be downplayed. And you get to see how everyone sort of sees themselves as their own hero in the yeah. story, even when there is terrible things going on. And then because of this, characters or story beats you see the first time and you go, oh, like, like that was a positive engagement. You'll see it again and you're like, what a shithead. So it's interesting yeah, I how I know everyone... which character you're referring to, but yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's so much more beyond that. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, crit the critic consensus is it's it's a good film. It's one of uh, really Scott's like most modern like films that are actually quite enjoyable and well written as well yeah. because it's Matt Damon and Ben Affleck behind it and who, uh, um, getting together Nicole... for the first time since Goodwill Hunting and yes, forgetting the the yeah the writing credit for the final portion of the movie, yes. which is the other actress. Um, I'm well, forgetting her. Oh, name, it's uh, Jodie Comer is the actress, and then the writer is Nicole. I can't remember her last name right now. Uh, she produces the movie alongside. Uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, who are the writers on the movie and who both of them are in the movie. Uh, ben Affleck is wonderfully hilarious in the movie. Yeah, that's what I uh, I understood. Yeah, you have blonde hair, interesting. Like persona. he's yeah. che he's chewing the scenery. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah. Uh, no, Ben Affleck, given the right script, I think he's he can be really fun to watch. He can be like a really good actor. Yeah, like to, to he's watch such a dick in the movie, but he he does it so he is, well. Yeah. Um, the good guy in the, the movie, I think, is Matt Damon. And you have Adam Driver, who's supposed to be, I think, the really bad, the really bad knight in this. I mean, the, 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 the one, I think the middle story where we have his perception of the, of the whole thing, of the whole situation. And it's, it's far-fetched, I think. But we'll see. I, mean, yeah, I, can't wait to I see don't want to say too much in it because I don't want to spoil it for you. But I'll say you're not quite on track. I'm not quite. Not quite. All right, I love it. It's, yeah. I'm wrong. I'm wrong about the yeah. and then <laughs> the, the movie. Without that, <laughs> I would say don't go because this is a historical event. Don't go looking on Wikipedia to see the outcome. Go in knowing nah. not the outcome of the the duel. Uh, the duel All itself right, was it. wonderfully shot. It was brutal, visceral. Like uh, these two individuals were out to kill each other, and it yeah. is intense. The, the level right. of violence. Not that it's like a right. gory or bloody affair, but just like the, the commitment to the idea of violence. Because mm. whoever wins the duel, uh, considering it's late 1300s France, will be deemed innocent in the eyes of God. So this, isn't, this, is, a, this is essentially trial by combat. It's prove your innocence. If you win doesn't matter what you have or haven't done. God says you're innocent. So they are literally yeah. fighting for their lives in this duel. And Pretty it's much. savage. Ah, uh, medieval times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah medieval so, times. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. But again, I'm not that surprised that it bombed. I mean, I'm sad. But again, zero marketing. It's a long film. It's dark, medieval. People are not going to the theaters that much. Especially um, since the even, Target I mean, demo. Even James is, Bond is a little struggling with its numbers. And I mean, like a in lot North of people America, see specifically. It. In, in North Europe, America, it's specifically, it's, it's growing great. Yeah. Uh, they're waiting for the Asian market to see what's going to happen. But yeah, I mean, so I'm not, I'm not, I, I mean, I think we didn't expect it to bomb that hard. Yeah, I think it's mainly because that the it, it last duel is for a older demographic. It's for an adult audience. Not yeah. even an adult, I think and it's like audience. more like 40, 50 plus people who have followed Ridley Scott's career. I don't think 
teenagers are particularly interested in and younger people, let's say uh, 16 to 30, they all want to go see Halloween Kills. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Halloween Kills or, uh, yeah, anything else. Or James Bond with yeah. the, other, the other movies. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's how it's true. Halloween Kills, I think, has really, really good numbers. And yeah. uh, no, uh, Venom, Venom Two, Venom, Let It yeah. Be con- Carnage, still doing, really still good, making money, really yeah. good box office, still making money. It's crazy. Yeah. Hopefully, Dune makes money, so you can get a good. sequel. <laughs> well, it's looking that way for now. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the first buzz I've read is like, no, it's it's gonna happen. They're yeah. gonna do a Dune, Dune Part Two because I think everybody's like, no, the movie is really incomplete. You can't just leave it like like that. Yeah. Like I know it's a lot of money, but I think everybody's like. It's going to make some good money, maybe not as much as we expected, but we'll still yeah, There was an interview with Deadline for... where some of the Warner Brothers top brass are like, well, when, when you see the movie, you'll know at the end of the movie if you we're getting a sequel or not, which is as mm-hmm. close to saying it's greenlit that we've gotten so far. Yeah, no, I'm really happy. That's a good, that's a really good news. Yeah, fingers um, crossed. So I just talked about the movie Halloween Kills, which of course made me think of it's October and everything. I wanted to talk to you about some like Halloween horror movies because it's it's that time of year, mm-hmm. and yeah, it is, it is. And I've been doing a lot of like mm-hmm. Halloween rewatch as of late. But Halloween movies or just Halloween like, like, like scary movies, scary movies all. for for the theme. And I wanted to go over with you because a couple, not even a couple of years ago, I would say right when we started school. That's probably when I really started becoming interested in the horror genre. Because before that, I hated the genre. Could not Mm. take it. But I think there's been a lot that I saw at the time that was like cheap thrills, dumb, wasn't well executed. But there's a lot out there that is like high quality cinematic stuff. And I want to touch base. Is there anything in the genre or even just in the theme that is maybe like a go-to or something you've been interested in for this time of year? Yeah, usually my my routine for Halloween is to watch a horror film I haven't watched before or like a classic I've never seen before. But I, I'm like you, I think I'm really selective on the horror films that I like because it's not a genre that I usually go to it's not it's not my forte that much but i can appreciate a good well-directed horror film Mm -hmm. um i think i'm mostly down into psychological thrillers so i i would say that my classics in terms of horror would be movies like american psycho um i saw trick-or-treat last year which was really good Uh, a little supernatural but really good film really good you should the it's i think from 2000 Seven, two thousand eight. That film, really, really good, really surprising. Um, the first Halloween film, maybe because it's not too gory, but it's really more about the ambiance Very kind of thing. So. Yeah. And I mean, less like I think of a budget, like I don't know how much, but I think about on the lower side, like, of what, things, uh, yeah. 30 40 k or something. Um, and it's really, it's 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 the first one still holds up. It's really good. Uh, even we can. Sp- Talk a little bit about the Halloween 2018, which I think was really good as well. Nice follow-up. Yeah, I quite um, liked the 2018 uh, one for its portrayal of PTSD. Yeah, yeah, like in the Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis' character, right? character yeah. she's like, I- yeah. I've been through some really terrible things. I've been carrying it with me all my life. Michael Myers is still out there, and then her her kid and grandkid go. There's grandma going off all crazy again. She's like, no. <laughs> Like, why won't anybody believe me? 
they did the right thing, I think, with this character because they, they retconned like the whole like the all the sequels of Halloween, which is a good thing because I think maybe except for Halloween two, which is okay, the other ones I think are total like dog shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I know we have an article about Halloween three being sort of like underappreciated, but it has nothing to do with Halloween. Like there's to no do Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. Yeah, it's true. Um, I rewatched. Uh, Scream 1 and... Well, I did Scream 1 last year and I did Scream 2 this year. Ever get to watch the the Scream movies? I think... I, I watched the first one and the fourth one. Uh, I didn't do 2 and 3. Okay, yeah. not... For, Scream 1 was good. I really, really liked I didn't Scream like... One. Yeah, I didn't like that whole, like, 90, 1990s kind of feel to it. But it's still... I do understand why people love it. But it's not It's not my favorite. I think I would rather watch... And it's it's a whole different film. But I think I prefer something like The Exorcist. Oh, right. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm, on Elm Street, the first one to... Well, to Elm Street's the same one, guy who did uh, Scream because it's Wes Craven. It's Wes Craven. What, what I like yeah. about Scream is, like, up until that point, basically every single horror movie, it's almost like no one has seen a horror movie before and they're all oblivious to the... F- the rules but in scream they have seen these horror movies they understand the tropes in the genre so the whole thing becomes incredibly meta to genre yeah. awareness and there are certain jokes like uh there's a scene in the movie where jamie kennedy's watching halloween and there's a delay on the tape and he's baked out of his mind and he's like jamie turn around talking to jamie lee curtis but ghost faces behind him and because there's a delay on the screen that was recording him. Mm-hmm. We're watching it from the van and Jamie Kennedy saying, Jamie, turn around, turn around. But his name is Jamie and he Jamie, should be the yeah. one who should be turning around. Yeah. And it's this, if you don't know who Jamie Kennedy is, you're not going to get the joke, but it's this little like yeah. wink, wink. And there's a whole bunch of other things. Plus the other thing that I like about it is that it's not just like a slasher movie, but it's also a whodunit. Is you're getting yeah, there are all these true. MacGuffins, they're like, who's the killer? And then plot twist at the very end. It, I quite liked it for its ability to genre bend and play with expectations. Yeah, I'll, re- I'll give it a rewatch. Uh, I don't know if Scream 2 and 3 are worth the watch because I've only seen 1 and 4, but it's... Uh, two's I don't okay. Know, I've seen better... Yeah. Two's um, basically a, a giant satire on the idea of sequels. And... In and of itself, it does suffer a bit from, like, sequelitis. I don't even remember the third one. <laughs> yeah, so it's not that memorable. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to figure out other really good horror films that I do like and enjoy on Did Halloween. you watch The Thing? I did, yeah. yeah. The Thing is good. Yeah, I watched uh, The Thing for the first time last it. year. It's really good. It's, amazing. Uh, it's really, really good. It's it. Well, I mean, even if like the, the effects are not that good, uh, it's, and, then it's still incredibly I'm not holding gross. Up. <laughs> it's still intel- incredibly gross, and I like the setting, like yeah. the, the Arctic the or like North Pole isolation setting. Um, Kurt Russell with like this weird hat. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like a giant get. cowboy hat. But Kurt yeah, Russell was amazing hat. in that movie. Is really good. Yeah. Um, no, it's a good film. The thing I need to rewatch, I did like. I didn't enjoy this one. Um, what did I watch recently? It's it's so hard to remember. Like all the good. Again, I've seen Halloween one and two. I mean, if you do want to see like other old Halloween movies, it's like out of like except the 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 the, the most recent two. Uh, Halloween one and two for sure. The other ones maybe three because yeah, it's something different, but it's still good. 
The Exorcist, if you're in a mood for it. Yeah. Because The Exorcist, I think... I've watched it twice since I bought it, but I'm, I need to be in a certain mood to watch that film because it's it's still, honestly, I mean, people say still say, oh, is it still the scariest movie of all time? And some part of me said, shit, yes, it is. Like, for me, I mean, Exorcist, if you're not ready for it, it's scary as hell, this film. Because it's unsettling, I, right? It's unsettling, and you, you have subliminal images where you see the demon you're not prepared for, and you're like, holy hell no it, it's an interesting experience watching the exorcist but it's a class and it's really good um but apart from that yeah i'm really more of the psychological movies like movies like hereditary midsommar uh most recently i haven't seen midsommar but, yeah. but i watched hereditary and up in, i didn't disturbing, i didn't yeah. like the end <laughs> uh, i thought the end was a little out of left field but yeah disturbing but uh very interesting a very interesting look at grief yeah. Mitsomar is good. You should watch Mitsomar, but it's it's rough. Yeah. I've seen this movie on the bus, like going to the airport before a flight, and I, I think I was depressed the the rest of the flight, <laughs> and the, the the whole day going to my destination. It's a it's a hard one, okay. uh, but it's it's weird. But it's it's good. But it's you need uh, yeah. It's just you need to be prepared. It's wow. it's it's like humanity at at its lowest, at its most brutal, but also its most spiritual but in the bad way but it's yeah it's 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 pretty intense i watched um, the ritual the other day on netflix i don't know that it's movie. a netflix original it has um what's his name rafe spald uh, from Shaun of the dead you've know. got red on you oh yeah yeah yeah, you know, yeah that guy's yeah, appeared in a, a few other things over the years uh the whole premise is that this bunch of friends and they're in London, and there's a. This isn't like the first like two minutes, but there's a like a liquor store holdup, and one of them dies in the holdup, and he wanted to go on a hiking trail in Sweden, so to like honor their friend, they, they go and do the hiking trail, and they they opt to go take a shortcut through the forest, and it just gets a little bonkers to be honest, but it's more about processing regret and trying to like take a stand while also maybe dealing with your friends who might be blaming you for events that have passed while being in this very claustrophobic environment yeah yeah and there is something out there but it's very much it feels like a set dressing to more of a character piece is it the best movie ever no but it's it's pretty good especially for a netflix movie because i find netflix movies never hit that higher point so it's like a, i'll put it on my list yeah it's, yeah. A, it's a good like 7.5 i would say okay another film really traumatizing but it depends if you like body horror or not but i've seen last year event horizon which is uh, a yeah, sci-fi f- sci-fi films sci-fi film sorry but there's a whole horror aspect to which which is really disturbing <laughs> It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a really gory film um, that I've seen recently, which is kind of good. But yeah, again, I need to rewatch it on a good mindset because it's, yeah, body horror films. I'm not a huge, I'm not a big fan of. To be when, honest, when you say so. like body horror, do you mean like like 
bodily harm comes to the individual? Bodily harm, a lot of blood, a lot of injuries, a lot of self mutilations, mm. and something. It's it's a little intense. Yeah, uh, that's not that's not my thing. I I found it right that that's why I, I'm having issues like watching movies like by um. What's his name? Lars von Trier, like, yeah. like done the worst film in terms of body mutilation, mutilation you can think of. Um, I'm having issues with these kind of movies. I think that's another reason why I, I can't and I won't see like Hellraiser. Oh yeah, uh, Ooh, because pff, the, this these movies are just like no. I mean, this is just it's just disturbing. It's just disgusting. I can't. It's just, yeah. <laughs> there's no point it's to wild. it. It's just. I, I watched wild, the yeah. first Saw movie last week as well. I can't do the other ones. I, I just can't because I find them more about the, the blood and the gore and less about the, the story. But that first one, for the yeah. budget they had, it's more, it of, a, it's more of a thriller. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it still holds up. The first one, I think everybody's like, no, it's still good, the first one. Mm-hmm. It, the first Saw is, is okay. First Saw is a pretty it, yeah. solid psychological thriller. And... It's not as gory as I remember it. Yeah, again, yeah. it's that's what we think most of the original masterpieces where there's no budget, like movies like Jaws, Saw, yeah. uh, Halloween. I mean, there's no there's no budget for special effects for yeah, the whole so body it's and more gore about, scene. So there's a, it's more minimal. We don't see the monster or yeah, the bad guy that much. A lot it's of it more becomes about the thrill what's of it. in the mind as well. And I feel yeah. like wondering what the horror is it's always more terrifying than actually seeing it. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. So if you have to give like a top five or top three films for people who are looking for Halloween Ooh. movies before Halloween, what would it be? What would be your short list? So there's, there's a lot of options, but I would say you definitely have to watch the original Halloween movie. Like if you've never seen it before, yeah, I would put it you, well. you got to mm-hmm. do that. If you're looking for something more modern though, I would knee-jerk say The Conjuring. I didn't watch The Conjuring. Okay. I the think Conjuring? I know I, know I should, but yeah. Wonderful. It's scary as well, it's, right? It's, it's rated scary. R for being scary. I don't think there's any swearing. There's no blood, if I'm not mistaken. There's, It's just terror. But it's all done with... I think it's almost entirely practical effects. James Wan's camera work and his cinematography... Oh my goodness! That guy knows how to operate. I know a the camera. Conjuring. Every, everybody's telling me the Conjuring. Yeah, the Conjuring it. is a. I, I, watch it. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Halloween, the Conjuring. What else? Mm, well, I've already talked about Scream, and I, I really enjoy the Scream movie. Um, okay, so Scream one. Yeah, yeah, I think Scream one is probably one of my my go tos. Uh, but if not, I'm trying to think of something that's perhaps a little outside of the box. Shaun of the Dead. You would classify Shaun of the Dead as a as a Halloween film? I would yeah, say it's well. appropriate to watch at Halloween. It's not per se a Halloween film, but if it's a zombie film, but it's also mm-hmm. one that can guarantee some laughs. And there's nothing wrong with okay. getting some blood, guts, and laughs at the same time. Yeah, no, totally. I can get that. Uh, Shaun of the Dead is definitely a good one. Uh, I do like it. It's been a while. I need to rewatch it. I need to rewatch um, all three of the Cornetto trilogy because yeah, <laughs> I think my yeah, like I think like me, your your favorite one remains the world's end. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. 
What about uh, you? Yeah. Three Halloween picks. <laughs> what about me? Uh, I'll give five, but I think I mentioned pretty much all the titles uh, in our in our discussion. Mm-hmm. So, I would say American Psycho, nice yeah, psychological I find it thriller and overrated. Boom, boom, boom. Overrated? Okay, yeah. maybe I, I can understand that. I can understand that, but I still really enjoy it. Um, Christian Bell is phenomenal. I would agree film. with that. Christian Bell is really uh, It's not that scary, but it's just, I think it's haunting more than anything. But American Psycho, um, first Halloween, like you, watch it. It's it's a must for Halloween. You'll have fun, even if it's like a 1978 movie. Yeah. It's still fun to watch. Um, Trick or Treat, as I mentioned, from 2007. Um, it's an Anna Paquin film. It's good. Like, honestly, it's a really good film. I do recommend watching it. I had a really pleasant surprise. Um, The Exorcist, but again, choose your momentum wisely to watch it because it will disturb you. It's it's scary as hell, this film. I I can't watch it every year. Um, And I'll give another one that might surprise you, um, but I do watch it like in November sometimes, even after uh, Halloween, maybe a little before as well. I did mention that movie, I think, in a prior discussion we had about Ridley Scott. But if you're into cliche, uh, a little cheesy, like uh, fantastic movies, watch Legend of Ridley Scott. There's a whole portion which you're basically you're in hell, uh, in a castle like in hell with Tim Curry as the demon. It's still pretty like there's a scary part to it, uh, I think. And if you're into like softer, scary movies, this is this is this is interesting. So I would recommend that one as well. You know what I watched um, yesterday? I'll try to think. What? Because you're talking about like softer, scary, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll bring it up. But I went what? there. I watched the the Muppets Haunted House. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh yeah, that that will scare you <laughs> off for sure. Puns, the uh, movie. Yeah, I didn't watch the Muppets <laughs> for a while, so I'm not sure it's my cup of tea. But yeah, it's yeah, uh, it's a good, it interesting on. choice. So watch that. It was something a little lighter. All right, but I'll watch. I'll, I'll go see Halloween Kills because I still enjoyed the Halloween 2018. I know this one is not supposed to be as good, but uh, I still want some good Halloween. And if I you can't go watch Halloween, the yeah all right yeah on my list i promise i'll see it i know i'm a late bloomer conjuring. so all right um for another topic before we finish um there's been a big wait for dc fans this week it's been really i didn't hear about that all dc fandom the the, under the dome i I don't like that as a dc stuff happening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's a DC stuff happening under the dome of the fandom of the DC fandom. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, but exciting trailers we had la- the last week, for sure. Um, two of them Batman-related. Um, so I think the first one we can discuss is The Batman. The Matt Batman. Reeves movie coming uh, in 2022. When exactly in 2022? March, if I'm not mistaken. Film? March? Okay, so it's pretty soon. Yeah. Um, Really interesting look on the Batman universe because I think that, okay, so we have, and you correct me if I'm wrong, we have Tim Burton who's like, okay, I'm going to give it like an artistic gothic feel to Batman. We have Tim Burton. We have Michael, uh, we have uh, Joel, uh, Michael Schumacher, <laughs> Joel Schumacher, no, yeah, wrong profession. Joel Schumacher was like really neon, really retro Batman. We have Christopher Nolan coming along, which is really realistic into the modern era. And then we have Matt Reeves, who's like, 
uh, no, but Zack Snyder beforehand, sorry, was like really comic-y, really more into the CGI kind of brutal world of comic books. And then we have Matt Reeves who's like, okay, I just watched the Zodiac. I'm going to do Batman with like the Zodiac in the head, <laughs> in, the, in mind. That's the impression like, I get okay, as well. This, it's going to be like Zodiac yeah. or Prisoners or something like that. Yeah, it's like a horror psychological thriller and you just add like a superhero in it and you have the Batman. Yeah. It's, I think, maybe the scariest Batman movie you can possibly expect. I think you'll have it. It's Based on what we've seen so far with the trailers and what we've seen before, specifically with Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, I feel like Nolan was very much exploring Batman trying to come to grips with being Bruce Wayne. As mm-hmm. he's trying to like pass that mantle, he's learning to be Batman, but then he's learning to pull away from Batman because there's quite a time jump between the the movies. Like he's done it for a while. This one, it's Batman Year One. He's only been around for a year, so I think this is going to be yeah. kind of the opposite. I think we're looking at Bruce Wayne learning to be Batman. Batman, yeah, and you can see it in how Robert Pattinson plays him because. He's really angry. He looks like he's angry. He's like knocking, like he's really in shape. I think he's really fast in his movements, like he's young and whatnot. But I think he's really angry at criminals. So you, you see him like knocking people down mm-hmm. like really fast. Um, and he I think he there's like the Paul Daniels Riddler, which is the main like villain of the film. He's in I think he's in Arkham or something and Batman comes to visit him and I don't understand what he's saying, but he's knocking on the glass and he's like really pissed. And I'm just like, okay, so he's, this is a Bruce Wayne Batman, not in control of his emotions, not mature enough to understand what's happening. So it's interesting. Yeah. The visual style also very much reminds me of the Arkham games. Arkham Asylum. Yeah, it's true. I'm getting very much that vibe, which is of course giving comic booky vibes, but not in the Zack Snyder kind of way. Uh, so in terms of visuals and the tone and everything, I'm very excited. I'll have to wait and see about the ultimate decision of casting Pattinson as Bruce Man Batwayne. Do I hate the, the yeah. casting decision? No. Am I still a little skeptical? Yes. Yeah, we had a discussion before yeah. because I think we all do. Both of us think I think Robert Pattinson is a talented actor, and I so. think he can pull it off. Yeah, I just, just I need to see not, more. Uh, yeah. Am I sold on it? Not 100%, but I'm not going to be like, oh, Robert Pattinson. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, Robert Pattinson is a great actor now. And I'm, I'm very curious to see his portrayal, his interpretation of Batman. But uh, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, um, did you watch the Uncharted trailer? No, not yet. Okay, well, uh, I, didn't, I didn't play the games. <laughs> well, I so, played the games. I love the not, games. I'm not really. And when yeah. I watched the trailer, I was like, this trailer looks fun. Look great. I can't wait to watch it. I think you'll enjoy it, especially since you don't have a connection to it. It looks very like modern Indiana Jones treasure hunting. But I'm watching it and I'm going, Okay. That looks like Tom Holland playing Peter Parker playing Nathan Drake. And that looks like Mark Wahlberg playing Mark Wahlberg playing Sully. I yeah. I don't see them playing the characters. I don't think Pattinson's to that degree though. Like when I saw the Uncharted trailer, it very much took me out. I'm like I don't. I don't know if that's the it's right not cast. Not necessarily characters. I yeah. Yeah, but I'm yeah. seeing Pattinson, and I'm going. Let's see. Yeah, let's see because I'm I'm still looking at him dressed as Batman on on like in the trailers. I'm like, ah. Well, as Batman, he doesn't I'm, look. I'm Batman. I'm fine with, but as Bruce Wayne, I'm very much like. Ah. 
Yeah, he looks like a gothic like little kid, yeah. like, uh, like an emo kid, like kind of kind of thing. But yeah, but I know he's really young in this. He's like a younger Batman starting like his his path as like the Dark Knight. But yeah, I'm I, again. I'm not. Yeah, I want to wait and see because yeah. it's, I still have too many questions. Um, and I'm, I think I'm really also excited by Colin Farrell's portrayal. He of totally the sounds like sure. Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, got you, I got you, yeah, I like got you. But I think that it's, thank God we have him because I, I'm not, I don't hate Danny DeVito's portrayal in Batman Returns, but because I grew up with that film, it was like the, the year I was born. But I think that how the character was written, I think that they're going to do a better job in this film uh, as like a, a gangster, like a really like and like hungry for money kind of gangster, really like Jabba the Hutt kind of feeling, yeah, but gluttony. not Newton as well. Yeah. And yeah. I think that Colin Farrell really nailed it. Like on how we see the scenes with like um, Oswald Kalpat, I think that he, he understands the character yeah. much more. I'm very intrigued so, to see where it goes. So at the end of the day, I'm very... I'm very excited, very curious. My curiosity is piqued. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, curiosity is a keyword here. I think it's the same for, yeah. for me. Second trailer around. Now there's something really different, but I think that I enjoyed that trailer more than the uh, the Batman trailer. It's the Flash trailer. Mm -hmm. So we're continuing the... Um, the the well the the, um, the DC verse or the the Snyder verse of the Flash character, um, and basically what we understand is like there's a multiverse aspect to it, same as Marvel. Yeah. So we have yeah. the Flash. Yeah, so it's gonna be like um, Earth One, Earth Two, as it's called in the DC universe. Yeah, exactly. So he's going to another dimension where he actually meets alternative versions of. Uh, his fellow like superheroes in in the Justice League, which is the the Batman character, and I was so excited because I think for both of us it's the Batman we grew up with, and it's Michael Keaton who's coming back. Yeah. But I don't get exactly how they're gonna portray him, and we have really one fantastic shot of it well the trailer is good because we don't see we hear like the narration we hear michael keaton's bruce wayne speaking and you're just like oh wow okay and he still sounds the same yeah. though, which is super fun has like how we he was uh, he sounded like in 1989 and 1992 and we have one quick shot of like we just see him like it's a back shot, so we see like his pointy ears that yeah, come like from his costume, from and he's course. walking like on a on a platform. And the Flash character is like, "Are you ready?" Barry Allen's like asking him, "Are you ready?" And he is. But I'm just a little like confused because Michael Keaton is what like seventy or something, or uh, like yeah, I think he's close to seventy or something. He's really old, kind of well, really old, not really old, but he's getting older. So I'm like, okay, is he really going to wear the suit as an older Bruce Rain, or are they playing with us and this is something else? I don't know. Well, from what I've read, because there's the photo of Keaton in the bat suit. I don't know if you've seen it, but Keaton's done an interview saying that he's inside of the suit. He is inside of the suit, uh, but I'm I'm just like, okay, so he's okay, so an old Bruce Ra an old Bruce Wayne. And he's gonna just wear the, the Batman suit. Okay, it's possible. It's it, I mean it it works. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't know. Like in the comics, like how how old was Bruce Wayne when he like stopped? I guess it like, depends on Batman just like which iteration of Batman you're looking at. And I mean, well, the Batman Beyond. I mean, I'm thinking of Batman Beyond because I think that in my mind, like in the Flash movie, when I I heard that 
Michael Keaton was in it, I was like, okay, so we're jumping into Batman Beyond territory. Yeah, that's He's what I would be assume. like the old Bruce, the old Bruce Wayne, like behind the computer, like doing the Oracle kind of thing. When there's a younger Batman out there doing like the the, the action, doing yeah. the stuff. So but I thought it was it, but I'm like, oh, okay, maybe not. Yeah, let's so. say he's just gonna be kind of like like uh, old man Logan with the like older Wolverine, where he's kind of like gray and grizzled, but he's like, I'm still fighting. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm down for it. Yeah. And I'm sure he's he's perfectly capable of doing it. I think I saw a production still from him like dressed as Bruce Wayne with yeah. his the same hair he had just gray and like his really sharp suit. I'm like, "Okay, he's still he's still, he's still the Bruce Wayne I remember." Yeah. And okay. Then in the trailer, you, and I'm sure you also hear the voiceover yeah. of Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah, he's going to be in there as well yeah. because it's like in the mo- in the current era, current dimension that Barry Allen is living in. That's the Bruce Wayne we know. So I'm I'm really glad that Ben Affleck's coming back as Bruce Wayne in Batman. I feel like he hasn't I had enough really chance to prove himself as Batman because he was in BVS and Justice League, and Justice League. Oh, for me, he proved that. For yeah. me, he proved that he's Batman. He, I, I, I think don't think we had enough to explore the character yet, though, especially like his relationship with Bruce and Batman. I feel like we got to see him on these like epic scales where he was tested mm-hmm. as a leader but not an internal conflict hmm all right interesting I, I, he really sold me in his um batman v superman performance to be oh, honest he was definitely really the best part enjoy- of the movie <laughs> Oh, it was the best part of the movie by, by, far, by far, him and Alfred. Uh, Justice League, something that's different. I mean, even the, the Snyder, the Snyder, the Snyder, Zack Snyder's Justice League, he was good as well. But he, I think yeah, he really nailed it in the first film. In uh, Batman v Superman, I think he was really, really good. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm glad that he's coming back. He's, uh, I think he's an underrated Batman, an underrated Bruce Wayne even. He's, as an aging Batman who's less patient, more aggressive, I think he's nailing it. I think he's really good. Did you watch any of the other uh, behind the scenes from DC fandom? No. No, none of them. So there's a few interesting ones. Um, one of them was like a quick BTS with like concept art and some quick interviews with uh, Black Adam. And I bring that one up first because Pierce Brownson's going to be in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate. So he was talking about like 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 I've done James Bond and nothing's been as big as Black Adam. And he's talking about that. And then you see a, a thirty second clip <laughs> well, from the the movie, and these people are going into this like archaeological site or something. He's like mercenary types, and Black Adam gets like summoned in. And instead of doing I like I can understand that though, because Pierce Brosnan after James Bond, he hasn't done like big blockbusters that much. No, not he really. Did pretty smaller films, action films, but smaller like budget the films. Yeah, like The Matador or even November Man. Yeah. I mean, those movies are pretty small scale compared to this. So I I, I can understand. It's like okay, this is this is big. Like yeah. I haven't been on such a set for a while. Exactly. So, yeah. And then at the very end, like when Black Adam comes like down. Instead of doing like a superhero thing, he grabs this like mercenary dude. Yeah, he likes. He like bad, fries yeah. him. He like literally melts him. You see like the skeleton and like ash and everything, and you're like, okay. So, I hope that we're gonna get a character who's maybe a bit more morally ambiguous. We also get a behind yeah. the scenes on Shazam: Battle of the Gods, which is Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu as the villains. And we're going to see a lot more Greek mythology stuff. There's going to be like dragons, minotaurs, harpies. They're going to go to Athens, if I'm not mistaken, and all these Greek mythology eras because that's where the power comes from. 
there was also a BTS on Aquaman. Was it the, the Lost Kingdom? And um, they're like, as long as it's as fun as the, the first one. The first one was like a, a dumb treasure hunting movie. And I'm like, I'm all for that. So as long as the second one's right. fun as well, like I'm there for the next Aquaman. Me too, man. A lot of uh, a lot to look forward to for uh, in the DC verse. I hate to do this, man, but I have to cut this short because I'm seeing the time and I'm like, yeah, it, the hell, you I gotta need go. To you run gotta go to go see Dune. Are you driving? Uh, but it was a fun. Sorry, Are you no, I'm not dri- driving. I'm, I'm gonna take the um, I'm gonna take the subway. I'm gonna take the metro to go All see right. a movie because it's. I think it's quicker to find a uh, than to find a parking spot in downtown yeah. Montreal. So yeah, I'm gonna take the metro. Uh, but this was a fun discussion. So we'll have a lot going on for the future for other episodes so we'll do a full-on review spoiler not i mean spoiler on um spoiler review of no time to die uh we'll discuss dune uh hopefully yeah uh, we're gonna try uh, to squeeze well. that spoiler. in we're, we're gonna try and get seb on the show but just need to coordinate yeah. times uh it might be with you it might just be me we'll, we'll figure that out but we're going to be talking Dune. Do we need point. to thank we need to thank somebody I think from Seb or for Alexander of our the Screen Hub team because I think that uh, is it Alex's sister who did the new oh, well, uh, the you, new you cover sort of art sprung this on me right now now I'm like oh shit. <laughs> you're not wrong but I wasn't officially... ready for you to mention that so hang on yeah but because last time we said Alexander is Abby's sister for do, thank for doing the cover art of Film and Spirits podcast, but uh, we're just trying to find like the uh, the said lady's name. Wait for it. Uh, who did the wonderful cover art for um, Film and Spirits podcast? Since we changed our name, so we want to thank thank her yeah, for the Meg kindness of our Abby. Heart. There we go. Meg Abby, we thank you so much. So yes, thank you, Meg yes. Abby. And her, her, <laughs> her company so is in Meg co- Abby for the, the, the cover yeah, art. It's her, wonderful. Uh, her it's production, beautiful. Her thank company you. is called In Kind Design. So you can go check her out. She's the one who helped us out with the, the logo that we have right now, which is a bajillion times better than the logo that we had before, which was made by me using my very limited... I wouldn't limited, say a bajillion, but... <laughs> well, yeah, I would. Yeah. It's the one that I made uh, and with my amateur hours skills. So this one's incredibly professional looking. So we love that. Um, give us a like. Give us a, a review if you're on listening to us on Apple. Uh, give us a follow. Any sort of feedback that really, really helps us out. Yeah, thank you guys. Please do. And uh, we'll talk uh, in the week to come with uh, some spoilers about the recent movies we've seen. So it was such a pleasure, Sean. Thanks so much as always. Keep drinking, buddy. Have a good one. Have a good weekend and enjoy Dune.